Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Down the block, Welcome to Supercoach Corner with the Rugby League Guru, brought to you by Moneyball, Australia's favourite daily fantasy sports platform. I'll be joined this season to talk about Supercoach with my good mate, Natty, from the weekly rubdown. Mate, welcome on board. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. Um, very professional start. I love this. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, this Dynamic duo, mate. It's uh, it's a throwback to Walters and Langer. This could uh, this could mean anything for this year, mate. Pumped to be on. This won't shock you, mate. But I've been called much worse than Kevin Walters, so I will take that one. Thank you. Tell me, mate, what is the backstory behind your podcast, The Weekly Rubdown? Yeah, mate. Look, uh, we were sort of chatting about uh, about it before, but The Weekly Rubdown. Me and the the Weasel Wooker uh, decided to start a podcast. Obviously, we're right into Supercoach Draft, had our own league going, and um, there was maybe only one or two draft podcasts out of that time, and we sort of wanted to bring something out that was, yeah, okay, yeah, there's heaps of content, we're going to give people uh, a good look at uh, players to target and sort of matchups throughout the year, but we wanted it to be you know, a bit more banter, a couple of blokes having a beer, you know, just, just a chat at the pub pretty much. So we thought we'd give it a crack and, um, mate, it's been fun. This is our third year this year. Um, it's a bit of work, but we enjoy it and, uh, mate, the response has been pretty positive so far. For our loyal listeners that haven't followed you yet, where can they find you guys? Yep. So just the weekly rub down Twitter and Instagram is, is, um, is where we're at. You'll get Walker on Twitter and you'll get me on Instagram um, yeah, that's where we post all our shit. And then SoundCloud and iTunes for the podcast. So we'll be kicking off next week with our first preseason pod. Um, and, yeah, we'll be throwing a hat in the ring. Looking forward to that one, mate. Shall we dive into some footy? Let's talk Supercoach Hookers in 2020. Hook goes away. Nothing wrong with that end. 
controversy to kick off our hookers analysis. I've got Cameron Smith as my top hooker in 2020. I just believe Melbourne are in for a huge season. They're my tip to win the premiership this year. I just think their squad is well above anyone else in the NRL. What are your thoughts on Cameron Smith for 2020? Okay, well, I'll ask you a question about Smithy. Like, so he got 600-plus games in 2019. Um, before then, he was averaging two and a half tons a game. Uh, and I, I feel like that contributed massively to his 74 average. Do you think he can back that up? Good point when you bring up those outlier scores from Cameron Smith's season. I answer this question by putting a question back on you. For me, I've got Smith above Cook because, to be honest with you, I'm more worried about Cook. Um, I look at that forward pack and I just think, are they, you know, it makes me wonder, are they going to win the ruck? Cook's always been a front foot footballer. So when his team's dominating the centre third, like they have been for most of his career at South Sydney, it puts him on the front foot and it creates opportunities for him. I know he's got a great base stat line, but it just worries me with the depth of that South Sydney pack. Which will lead into our next player. How do you see Cook's season going? I've got the same um, concerns for Cook. The Bunnies definitely have lost uh, a lot of firepower up front. Uh, But in the same sentence, I'm a big believer of Liam Knight. Uh, So he's going to be the big boy um, there with Tom Burgess. Saying that I'm a believer in Liam Knight, I've got to be a believer in Cook. Um, So, And just, just with Cook's potential to be... A week-in, week-out captain, but also have that upside as well. Because when I'm drafting, my first two picks go like this. I either need a week-in, week-out captain because my league plays captains. So someone who's going to get 65-70 every week without a doubt. Someone that I don't have to think about when I'm captaining them. But I also want someone that's got huge upside that can get 110, 120 on every any given week against weak oppositions. Cook ticks both those boxes if going right for him. So I just think because that's what you can get out of him, that's why I'm picking him at one. I'm a big fan of Liam Knight as well. Tell me when we get to the end of the season, post-origin, there's injuries and Liam Knight's out. Who the hell comes in for the Rabbitohs? Oh, they'll struggle. They'll struggle big time. They'll probably be playing Ethan Lowe in the front row. It is going to be a huge stretch, isn't it? That, that That's another thing that worries me about them is just their depth. They, you know, if they have one or two injuries, which is bound to happen in the NRL, it's too brutal not to be, especially the, the way that Souths play. Oh, it's just such a worry for Cook that he's just going to have no forwards in front of him. But yeah, his his base stats are incredible. Um, and he, he does sort of make opportunities on his own, doesn't he? Um, well, a lot of the space that he was gaining last year, like the four pack wasn't doing an incredible job last year, but it was Cameron Murray that was making all the space for him and getting those quick play the balls or busting the line uh, or you know, Cook setting up Murray as well. So I think Murray goes on and does better things this year as, as well. Um, and then you've got to take into account that um, the South backline is just so potent this year that they may be the ones that are making um, the yards through the middle through um, some scoots or maybe some inside plays. Um, but, yeah, I just think um, regardless of what's happening, I think Cook is still going to play well. And I'll take that pun on him being, um, yeah, a 75-plus average player with some upside. I don't think you can lose with either Smith or Cook, though. Like, they are head and shoulders above the rest of the pack for me. They're round one um, picks. And to be honest, uh, Smith is probably the better value play because Cook will go very early. So, you know, Smith might, with his age and 
uh, with last year's scores being inflated with those um, 600 plus games, he might slip down to, you know, seven, eight, ninth pick in your draft. And, you know, that's value there, mate. For sure. Okay. My third pick, I've gone with Cam McInnes. Um, Going to be an interesting year for McInnes. They've obviously, the Dragons have obviously signed Isaac Luke, which means that we'll see Isaac Luke come on probably in the last half an hour, last 20 minutes of the game, and Cam McInnes will probably move to play a role at lock. How do you see that affecting his scores? Um, well, he was sort of doing that towards the end of last year, wasn't he? Sort of rotating through that lock spot um, when Widdop was back in the side. I think that was right, let's say, like round 19 onwards, and he was averaging 72.6 for the run home. So don't see him running the ball a lot, but he's just definitely going to be tackling everything that moves. So I still I don't think it, it impacts his um, score negative, negatively at all. I think it's probably um, going to bump him up a little bit. The thing that worries me about McInnes is that they are stockpiled with two RFs. And do you see him losing minutes at all like is he going to play 80 or are they going to maybe rotate him through lock maybe in the first half but they can then give him a rest in the second half because you've got um you've got Trent Merrin back there now you're still waiting on Jack DeBellin's um court case maybe he he um comes free to play as well he has to jump back in that side there's a lot of mouths to feed in that back row Uh, Mate, I've been trying to put myself inside the head of Paul McGregor for the last five years to work out what on earth he is doing there, and it's just too painful to work out. You know, the amount of times he's carrying um, outside backs on that bench and just... I, I, I don't understand why he does it. Like, like it's fine to carry an outside back on the bench, but the sort of guys he carries, I, I, I just can't work out what on earth he's doing there. I would assume you don't bring Isaac Luke to the club if you're not going to use him. So I would assume if Luke's on the bench... He won't have that option to carry winger on his bench. Um, But, my God, he's proven me wrong when I've thought it's a common-sense decision before. I I see Cam McInnes playing 80. I I think the Dragons, without him, he's so valuable to that footy side. And I I think Paul McGregor, he knows that. But, once again, trying to work out what Mary's going to do, that's a hard pass from me. No, thank you. I still think, regardless, I think he's your third overall hooker, without a doubt. I'm just going to jump in here and mention that we actually recorded this before the NRL 9. So obviously Cam McInnes has suffered a major injury since then and is set to miss you know, eight weeks of the NRL season or thereabouts. This is fantastic for draft players. I believe now people will be scared off Cam McInnes. Um, if I was you, I would hold on until you see either Josh Hodgson, Jazz Tavunga, one of those fellas go. It means that the hooker rush of Smith and Damien Cook is over. And I think there's big value in getting Cam McInnes. It just means for the first eight weeks of the NRL season, you play without a hooker. You cop an auto-emergency. Then all of a sudden, come rounds 10, whenever he comes back, you've got the third best hooker in Supercoach ready for your run to the Supercoach finals. Don't be scared off by this injury. Build your team for August, not March. And now we're about to enter a bit of a shit fight. We've got three blokes here that they could go four, five, and six in whatever order you wanted. Um, Josh Hodgson, Jazz from the Warriors, and Appy, who's just arrived at Penrith. Tell me about Josh Hodgson. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I'm not big on Josh. Um, 
you can either take how he played the first half of the year, which was shithouse, or you can take how he played the back end of the year, which was pretty good at 67.5 average. So, yeah, look, I don't know what, what sort of Josh Hodgson you're going to get at the Raiders, especially with the new halfback coming in, George Williams. Uh, some Sometimes he plays like you want him to play, where he's, he's, he's on the front foot and he's playing that attacking role. And then other times he, you know, he just sits back to his base, which is pretty shit house in, you know, 39 points a game. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to take with Josh. Um, I probably won't be reaching for him or looking at him at all in the draft, to be honest. He's a guy that I, um, I really fancied uh, for the draft last year. I, I had huge hopes for him. I didn't end up getting him myself, but I think I sort of dodged a bullet there. But like, as you said, he, um, the Josh Hodgson you got at the start of the season compared to the end of the season. For the first 11 games of 2019, he averaged 42. For the last 10, he averaged 67. Just an unbelievable change there. Um, I think the one thing that could work in Hodgson's favour is that Aiden Caesar's gone. So they've got George Williams, who's um, a running half. He's, he's, he's not the sort of half that Aiden Caesar was. So he's going to have Jack Whiten and George Williams there. It might mean that Hodgson takes a bit more control and is a bit more involved in their attack. I guess the other positive is that the one thing that hasn't changed about the Raiders this year is their pack. So they will still be strong in the centre third, which will give plenty of opportunities for Hodgson. Um, but he's a bit of a lottery pick, isn't he? He is. Um, look, I see in, in a 10-team league, I see him going in round three. Um, but if he somehow slips to four or five in a 10-team league, um, that's massive value and you got to jump on him there. I guess he only goes in round three because he's a hooker, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. People freak out. So those first three blokes will go, and um, it's panic stations yeah. um, for guys. They just start freaking out, um, which is a good strategy point here. Don't freak out because there's plenty of blokes that we'll talk about in a minute that um, can provide you with some good value later on in the draft. Uh, the next bloke we'll have a look at, Jazz Tavunga. I've actually... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Got him above Josh Hodgson in my list. Had a 60 base stat average over the last 12 games. He had a 64 base stat average when he, when he was playing lock, which they've got a few dummy halves there over at the Warriors now, and I probably see him wearing the 13 jersey when he is fit. Um, I love Jazz. He's the sort of guy that can slip right under the radar and this year with that injury he's going to slip even further under the radar I think if you can get I know he's out for the first month or so but if you can get Jazz in round 5 round 6 of any comp I think you've got yourself an absolute bargain um, pretty boring I totally agree with everything you just said then mate um, I drafted Jazz in round 5 last season and everyone thought I reached um, turned out I didn't I agree with you as well I think Sort of feel like the Warriors are going to have Cody as their number fourteen, and yeah, he's and Jazz is going to wear the thirteen and get you know sixty minutes in the in in the lock spot there, which just means he's just going to be tackling and running and offloading and doing all the the beautiful and sexy things that he does. Um, and totally agree with you with um, him slipping in the draft. People will be off him 
with the injury because no one wants to start with injured players. But to be honest, um, you're not winning comps in um, March, so don't worry about it. It's the biggest mistake people make, isn't it? Yeah, just let him let him sit in your hooker spot and take an auto emergency. Like uh, it'd be fine if you if he slips to round six, you've just you've won you've won the lotto without a doubt. My number six pick, I had Api Curacao from Penrith. He uh, he's left Manly this year, arrived back at Penrith. I think that if he can get back to his form when he was at Penrith originally, he could be anything. Do you see him playing eighty? And how does he go? Yeah, I do see him playing 80, and it's come out that um, Ivan Cleary said that he wants an 80-minute hooker. So Api Corusau is the value pick in hooker for mine. With 80 minutes, he can average 70 pretty much. That's that's the sort of potential he has. He's um, a great defender um, and a great ball runner. He's, he's the package when it comes to the hooking spot. Yeah, there's not much else I can really say about him. I, I think if you pick him up in round five, I, I think he's value there. So I, th- I really do think with 80 minutes, Appy can average at least 65, but I'm looking at, yeah, creeping up around that 70 average. Who would you rather, Jazz or Appy? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Appy, yeah. I just think there's um, there's massive potential there um, for scoring-wise as well, and I just like Penrith more than the Warriors. I love Jazz's base stats, but I'm always looking for that upsides, and I, th- I think Appy has the upside, um, whereas Jazz is more your, your solid base sort of guy. I know you're huge on Parramatta this year. Tell me about Reed Mahoney. He comes in number seven on my list. How long you got? <sighs> Lock me in. Let's go. Let's go jump on jump on the Reed train because I love him for this season. Another bloke that um, I had in my team at stages last year. He's um, he's just your meat and potatoes hooker at the moment, um, averaging 52, mm, 99.8% of that is tackle. So he's going to make you 45 points to 50 points in tackles alone before he does anything else. And the reason he's doing that is he is because he's a rookie, whether that comes from him coming into the team and just wanting to do the X's and O's, get good service out of dummy half and make your tackles or whether the coach is saying, look, just keep it simple for the first year. Because he actually is an attacking hooker. If you look at the games that he's played in the undergrads, he's really he's really turned it on with try assists and tries. It was five appearances for the Wentworth Magpies in 2018. He tallied up four try assists, one try. So he's definitely capable of that attacking game. I'm big on him. I don't think anyone else will be, and that's why I love him. I think he'll slip to round eight in a 10-man league, and I love that. I think that's value. I think he'll hover around that 50 um, average without doing anything, and then he's going to start popping up and putting the big blokes over close to the line. He's going to be scooting more often. I love their forward pack as well. You've got Junior Paulo, RCG there at the moment. Nathan Brown, if he stays healthy, they've got some big boppers. They are just going to roll forward and give him a lot of space. Yeah, I've got movement, mate. I really love him. Can't disagree with any of that. Let's uh, let's jump out of our top seven, and there's just there's a lot of crap floating around, but, geez, there's some real potential that you, you can get a value hooker very late in your draft. Let's start with Harry Grant. If this move goes through that sees him join the West Tigers in 2020, for me, if he's playing 80 minutes, he's a top five hooker, possibly a top three hooker. Tell me about Harry Grant for you. Yeah, love him, mate. Um, so the stats that he put up in 2019 playing for Sunshine Coast Falcons, uh, played 22 games, racked up 14 tries, 21 tries, 22 line breaks, 20 offloads, 
40 tackles a game in 100 meters running a game. Um, that's that's points, 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 baby. That's if PlayStation get, stats. That's unbelievable. Yeah, if he gets 80 minutes, like you said, he's a top five hooker. He could he could be sitting up there with the elite guys for sure. Tell me about Connor Watson. I've I've drafted Connor Watson the last four years in a row. He he's he's one of my boys for sure. Um, there's rumours of him going to play lock, which I absolutely love. Um, I'd love to see his uh, leg speed and some selective passing if he'd um, get the glue off his hands occasionally. Um, how do you see Connor Watson in 2020 in his new position? Hard to hard to um, pin Watto and what he's going to be doing. Look, 55 average is nothing to scoff at, but I don't see. I don't think he's going to play lock. I think he'll be 14, and I don't think Danny Levi will be playing 80 minutes. So I think he rotates through uh, hooker. Maybe plays a little bit of lock, but I mean the Knights have got a lot of mouths to feed in the forward pack as well. So I can't see him stealing a lot of minutes in the forward pack other than at hooker. It's hard to. He's 68 minutes. Does he get more or, or less than that? It's 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 hard to it's hard to know coming off the bench. What do you think? 68 minutes, mate. He could. We could get to round one and he could play 25 minutes or he could play 80. And I would yep. not be shocked either way. Yeah. He is a huge punt in your season. Um, if you were to draft him, which I did last year, you know, you sort of spend your time watching Newcastle, waiting for someone to get injured or himself getting injured. The bloke just puts his head where I wouldn't put my foot. It's ridiculous. A big punt, but geez, if it comes your way, my God, he is a good super coach player. There is just points galore coming out of Connor Watson if he's used properly. Let's have a look at the two Braley brothers. So let's start with uh, Blake Braley at Cronulla. How do you see him yeah. going? Yeah, um, I do. I like the way that Blake pray, plays. He's a um, he's an attacking hooker, but you got King that it's um, at Sharks as well. So I don't see him getting 80. Look, sample size isn't really big enough for me to take a punt on him. But, like, you're looking at rounds 13 plus anyway. Maybe he's your bench hooker. Yeah, Cameron King's signing has, has really screwed things around, hasn't it? I was so excited for Blake Braley before they made that signing. But I think it's oh, it's, it's a bit risky to take him as your number one hooker. Tell me about Jaden Braley up at Newcastle. How do you see that move going for him? See, I, I think he's the less skillful out of the brothers, Jaden. Without um, a doubt, yep. He's more of your meat and potatoes type of hooker. He's just gonna he's gonna give you a couple of scoots. Uh, he's gonna make a, a lot of tackles. Don't expect the world from him. And then, of course, you've got Connor Watson. What's he gonna do to Jaden's minutes as well? And really, if you want if you want a fifty plus average out of Jaden, he's gonna be playing some bulk minutes. And I just don't think that's there for him. There's just too many versatile players in in that Knights pack to think that he's going to play 80, isn't there? Yeah, big time. Yeah, and he he just won't. And um, even even with big minutes at the um, at the Sharks, he was only managing like a 46, 45 average. So yeah, not for me. Danny Levi with his move down to Manly. I I think when you look at this on paper, it looks fantastic. Um, I love Danny Levi as a hooker. Um, I think he's going to be really good behind that pack. I think he'll be fantastic to be able to link up with Turbo through the middle of the ruck. The obvious worry is, is Finuk coming back during the year, which would just completely ruin everything. But that's the risk you take. If if Finuk doesn't come back this year, you're, you're looking at a top 10 hooker there that, geez, you, you, you could pick up Levi late, couldn't you? Yeah, big time, and I totally agree with the pack. He's running behind a dominant forward pack, some big boppers there with Aiden Fennell Blake and Kapow, Jake Javojevic. It's just um, offload so, central, isn't it? Just opportunity after opportunity is going to be presented to Danny Levi. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a playhouse. It's going to be a kid in a candy store for Danny Levi. It's going to be a lot of space there. So 41 points from 58 minutes. Not a great PPM, but um, I just think that'll increase. You going to be an 80-minute hooker, you reckon? Mate, I think he's a damn good shot. I um, I, I, I suppose they could use Cade Cust off the bench. I absolutely love Cade Cust. I'd sort of... I, I don't know how they use him. I'd definitely be finding a spot for him in my side. I'm a big fan, but I, I don't know if it's going to be at hooker. I don't know if it's going to be six. Who, who, who do you see playing 5-8 for them this year? Yeah, mate, who knows? Um, I actually like Cade Cust at six, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think I'd Walker's love... a bit of a waste at six, to be honest with you. Oh, I can't stand Walker. I, mate, left, right out for Walker. I just, I, I don't, I think he's a waste of space and oxygen. So I'd be, I'd be having Cust at six and, um, yeah, I mean, if you've got to play Walker in the centers, you've got to play him. But um, if that happens, and it should, you know, it looks good for Danny Levi. And like you said, we're talking about value here. This is late in the draft for some for a hooker that's going to play 80 minutes that could average, you know, 60 points. Yep. I guess, you know, you've just got to watch out if you've got any Manly fans in your comp. I'm sure they'll be all over him. But other than that, I, I think you can wait pretty late on Danny Levi and get some really good value there. Um, your only punt is... If Finu returns during the year, old Stabby McStabison, I can't see him coming back at all. It's unlikely, but you know, yeah, rugby you league know. world, you just never know, do you? No, that's it. No, look, another bloke I'll just throw in there for shits and giggles is Sam Verrills, uh, playing behind Jake Friend, who, let's face it, he is copping injuries left, right, and centre. So this could be, you know, your 17th pick in the, in the draft where you pick up Sammy Veros just in case Jake Friend gets injured. He averages 65.6 in games that he plays 70 minutes and above. So quite a good hooker, Sam Veros. I've put the red Sharpie through both of the Roosters hookers this year unless I'm looking for my bench there. You know, I don't think you can trust either of them as your starting nine because you just don't know what the minutes are going to look like there. It, it honestly could fall either way. But yeah, I think you're right. If you can get late value there, if you can get late value for either of them, and it just depends which one ends up playing that 50, 60 minutes really, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't like either of them if they're both playing, but I love Sam Varrells if Jake isn't there. Put it this way, Jake goes down the next week, Sam Varrells is your number one waiver wide target. But With- if you've already got him on, on your bench... He's a fantastic little um, little stash, isn't he? Yeah, big time, big time. Rainy day football, love it, mate. Thanks for coming on board today. I believe next week we're going to dive into our fullback ranking, so that's going to be a huge addition. Fantastic, mate. It's like porn to me. I can't get enough of it. Chicken and corn, how good. Take it yep. easy, mate. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to our first Super Coach Corner for 2020. We'll be doing those probably once a week, maybe two a week, depending on you know what's going on in the Supercoach world. Uh, stay tuned next week. We've got Crinsden Inu coming on. He just tells an unbelievable story from you know being born in New Zealand, moving to the western suburbs of Sydney, his journey going through his first grade debut. Uh, he made his international debut for the Kiwis a week later and then came back to Parramatta that same weekend and was dropped to reserve grade. He then went on to play with Jared Hayne in 2009 when he had that incredible run. Three years later, he found himself at the Dogs in 2012, standing next to Ben Barber, who had another Dalliem run that you know will never be forgotten by rugby league fans. Inu's got an amazing story to tell, and I highly advise you tune in for that. Make sure you like, subscribe, share with your friends if you're enjoying the potty. Look forward to seeing you next week. And remember, keep playing smart footy. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 